Hello, I'm Howard and welcome to the 9320 Podcast Fantasy Football Edition, the show that does not break lockdown protocols even when it runs out of Vimto. (laughs) We will be looking at the fast approaching Premier League season, that's true by the way, from a fantasy football perspective, looking at who the best buys may be and the worst too and justifying, hopefully, our own picks. Uh, Though, no doubt, I'll probably have changed half my team by Saturday morning. Uh, Delighted to be joined by two top picks, namely Asan and Borrowed from City Extra. Well, not Borrowed, really. One half of the already iconic Lewis and Jordan (laughs) double act. It's the half that is Jordan's. Uh, Hello, Jordan. How are you doing? Yes, yes, I'm okay. It's good to be on here. Yeah, good to have you on. Uh, You've stolen me. Yeah, stolen you. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like Foden. Anybody who's seen the video, of Phil Foden on Snapchat with that bird. Jordan sounds like Foden. It's quite unnerving, I've got to be honest. <laughs> uh, what, what we can do is I, I can pretend to be Foden for a podcast for you. That'll yeah. Number, number <laughs> That's in, a top idea. We'll do an exclusive <laughs> Phil Foden yeah. interview. Right, I'm in. I'm in. We'll do good that content week. ideas are already <laughs> popping into my head. If I could do, honestly, if I could do impressions, that would be that would be our YouTube channel set up, no doubt. So. Uh, hey, Sam, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. All right. Just marvelling at the uh at the uh at the audacity of young footballers, that's all I can say. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna discuss that on our Wednesday show, no doubt. I know you want to save it for tomorrow, but come on, I mean that is just first England call up, that is just madness to roll like that. Mm. Yeah, it is. Well, I've I've got too much to say to really fit it into this bit. So. I understand. <laughs> Unless understand. you want a really, really long fantasy football show. So, <laughs> Well, you know what I'm interested in, Howard? I know you're the host, but I, I wouldn't mind asking Jordan this, because I wonder if it's a generational thing. You're a bit younger than, than me and Howard, Jordan. Like, yeah, yeah. Do you kind of <laughs> do you kind of look at what happened last night or, or what, what's come out and go, lads will be lads? Or do you kind of feel like I feel, which is, why would you do that and why would you be that stupid? No, I think it's just a stupid decision because, say, it's all right for someone that age to be going about doing that, going, oh, lads can be lads, but the guy's a footballer, a first-team footballer for Manchester City and now an England player. He has a lot more on his shoulders than just your average 20-year-old player. And the fact that he's a dad as well obviously doesn't help the situation. But it makes it so much worse. Anyway, I sorry, Howard. I, I, no, I, I, just, I, just feel like, I just feel like it's a, it's a bad call from him. Yeah, context is everything. I was an arse. The university is 18 to 21. I was a complete arse, basically, for three years, I imagine, <laughs> as most students were there. But that's really not the point, because I didn't have the responsibilities of, you know, of what he did. And timing, I mean, his timing wasn't done in Manchester, it was done in his England debut. But yeah, don't get me started. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, he'll get over it, we'll get over it. But we'll, yeah, we'll discuss it more, no doubt, on the uh, Wednesday debate show. So how did you find anyway, son? Getting back to fantasy football, how did you find compiling the squad? Um, troublesome. Um, no, not so much actually, because I, I feel as though each year I, I take it a tiny bit more seriously and spend a little bit more time on it. Like, so what mm. I mean by that is that you know, in years gone by, I'll start with the defenders and then you know just kind of pick players based on what money's left the further up the field i get whereas this time around i've tried to be a bit more like sensible about it and you know like bring players in then move them out because i need to find two quid from somewhere and buy a forward and all that kind of business and i've gone with a i've gone with a strategy this time um which i'm not going to try and explain because (laughs) <laughs> probably sound like I've never played fantasy football before. Um, but yeah, like it, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, this is, you know, basically we've got a City Extra and 9320 joint one. So I'll give you more details at the end of the codes and, you know, for people listening. Uh, but it'll all be over our Twitter feeds anyway. And I am definitely 100% taking this seriously. <laughs> I'm not doing the uh, three weeks of uh, intense transfer activity then never looking at it again uh yeah i want to do it and keep it going and there is one version we don't do there's one called a draft i don't know if either of you two have done that which i really like but it's probably hard to do where you get together with 20 people it's on the premier league site as well and you can only in your group no one can have the same player so you can take turns to pick players basically that's what meant yeah so, I don't know. Maybe if we get one of those going this week, it'd be amazing. But obviously, that's limited numbers and 
but it means that if you have a player and he does well, only you do well. So I do like that version as well. Yeah, but what that, we'll that be sounds dis- really good, though. Yeah, it is. Uh, what we're discussing, obviously, is just the classic league format, which also is a head-to-head as well. Uh, just anyone can pick anyone, as long as you keep to the rules on the site, which I think is 300 million, 15 players, and I think... I've not forgot to look this up, but it's always been no more than three players from one team. I think that's right. Uh, otherwise, it's, yeah, whatever you want. Obviously, a certain number of uh, two goalkeepers, and then, I don't know, three five two is what I'm going for. So, should we start going through our squad and seeing who we've picked and justifying it? Yeah. Uh, start with the uh, goalkeepers, then. I'll start with you, Jordan, then. Who've Obviously, you picked two goalkeepers. Who have you gone for? Uh, my first, my starting goalkeeper is a uh, Matthew Ryan from Brighton, uh, and you might be like, "Ooh, what?" <laughs> uh, and obviously, with their first game against Chelsea as well, it is a massive risk. But he was cheap; he was four four point five pound or four point five mil or whatever you want, whatever you want to call it. But uh, yeah, he was four point five points. I say, um, so yeah, he was cheap, and I thought. I don't know. I always feel like goalkeepers don't get as many points as my attackers, and I might be wrong with this. However, they don't. I just feel like <laughs> I'll, go, I'll, I'll go fully cheap on my goalkeeper, cheap out, so I can spend more on my attackers. Well, I'm going to be clicking, so I'll sure edit it out. But yeah, just to look stuff up during this uh, show. But they definitely don't. So if uh, Asan, you tell me your picks. Oh, have you got a second one as well? Have you gone cheap for? Yeah, uh, my second goalkeeper is uh, Martin. Uh, from West Ham, David Martin. I, oh. I, I, don't, I, I don't think I've ever heard of this guy before. But he, no. he was he, he, he was he was four pound. <laughs> four four pound. pound. That's <laughs> some proper left four million goalkeeper pounds, yeah. choices. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Pope was the top scorer last season, so he's going to be popular. Uh, One hundred seventy yeah, points he got, which is a lot. But I don't think he will this season. To be honest, Henderson got one hundred sixty, but he's back at United now. Uh, you know, someone like Edison and Allison were nowhere near the top. So, uh, Asan, who have you gone for? Uh, Pope, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pope, because uh, that's what I mean. That, like, I, I, I kind of began to think about defensive teams, yeah, who tend to get clean sheets or tend to be known for clean sheets. So, both of my keepers uh, are goalkeeping behind solid Premier League defences. So I've gone with Pope and the other one I've gone with is Patricio at Wolves. Oh, nice. So they're both first teamers, obviously, so they'll get picked. Exactly. So, yeah, I've been reading up a bit and I've always just gone for one of the most expensive ones because it seems like, well, if it's six million and five million for the mid-tier ones, it's only a million. But (laughs) apparently those who are experts in this say, you should not go for top tier. Uh, Pope's not quite top tier in price anyway. Uh, he's mm. half a million less than Edison. Uh, basically, my tactic is just to go for two like at four and a half million and hopefully not have to transfer keepers out. So pick two. That, a lot of people just pick one of the top keepers and pick one that will never play because it's the cheapest possible because you think it's wasted money. So, But I've gone for... Well, I've, I'm about to change my mind, I think. So... <laughs> the Bravica, the Newcastle keepers out, so I've gone for Darlow because I don't think Newcastle are going to obviously be top of the table, but they'll do all right, I think. Their buying's been okay, and McCarthy at Southampton, so just two okay-ish keepers who will get some points but probably not win. Uh, but obviously I'm saving my money for elsewhere. So uh, Right, should we look at defenders then? Uh, Before you do that, can I just ask a question about keepers? Mm. Um is it just me, or have they still got Bravo in have, our yeah. squad? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whereas Bravo, unless I've unless I've missed some, Claudio Bravo's left Manchester City, hasn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Right. Okay. He's so Zach. then, my next question is: Has Zach Stefan officially joined Manchester City? No, oh, I don't know. I, I, I assume they've just not done the update yet. I'm okay. sure Zach Stefan's been included on our yeah. preseason squad. Yeah. Well, I, I don't. I couldn't find him. Because uh, I was interested in seeing if he was in the list, but he doesn't seem to be on the list of goalkeepers available. It seems like City's keepers still are Bravo and Edison. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that is the case. Oh yeah, Bravo is definitely there, but that's I just assumed it was an error on the. But well, yeah. I mean, we saw it reported it was on number two, but I didn't see anything written in uh, in blood or ink, so mm-hmm. I don't know to be honest. Yeah, and well, they're going to have to put someone else on that list because obviously Bravo is not there. So we'll see. Uh, right. So the outfield players, you pick obviously five defenders. Not there. Five midfielders and three attackers. So, let's see. who should start with Asan? Do you want to take us through your what's your strategy for defenders? Spend the money there or save it for further up the field? Um, I mean, this time round, I've tried to spread my money out. That's the first thing I've tried not to. You know, like I said, like I used to just like start at the back and when I ran out of money further up the pitch, <laughs> yeah. just buy cheaper players. That's really not a strategy. Um, but actually what I've gone with is, so I've gone with one, two, I've gone with three fullbacks basically. Yeah. Um, so I've gone with Chilwell, Walker and Bertrand as the three fullbacks in the squad. And shall I give you a little bit of the method to the madness there? Yeah. Well, I'm kind of looking at clubs who might do well and get clean sheets. And I know that that's a little bit ironic to be a City supporter and think that you can get clean sheets. But actually, I think that we might do well over the course of the season. I think just having Laporte back will make a big difference and defence will be more stable. Um, I think similarly, I think Chelsea will get better defensively. And I feel as though Chilwell, in an attacking sense, will do really well for them. I've always loved Bertrand. I think that if you look at the job that uh, uh, that's been done by the manager there in terms of how the second half of their season went, it felt like they were a really stable and solid team, and Bertrand was a real attacking threat for them. So, made sense to pick Bertrand, uh, and then the two centre backs that I went with are Laporte and Cody, and Cody's very much about value for money. And Laporte is very much about having the star man in somebody's back four. And I think that Laporte is the star man in our back four. And the big defensive performances that we put together as a team, I expect they'll be built on Laporte's performances. So, so that's my, that's my five and that's my overall kind of reasoning. And I mean, I think the one thing that I'll say is that I'll probably do a little bit more thinking about Walker uh, and about whether I can think of fullbacks because I like to have fullbacks that can get a lot of assists so if there's somebody else who I feel I could bring in for a similar value who I feel will get more assists than Walker then I might be tempted to swap him out okay uh yeah I was gonna gonna mention do you think we'll, we'll discuss the city that we're gonna discuss the city squad later so obviously we'll mention it during this, but uh, I think we can do a separate thing at the end for them about who you think might be the best picks. Uh, but we may cover some of it as we go through it. But yeah. I, I was going to mention, if you think, you know, I'm just interested in Cancelo's time in the next game time over the season or where he'll play. So we'll come to that in a bit. Okay. Uh, Jordan, your picks in defence. Yeah, Ace, you, you seem to have a solid strategy there for yours. Um I went with. I started off with Alexander Arnold because uh, I kind of went with what Asan was thinking, like uh, defenders who can get assists. And I mm. Alexander Arnold. We know he can whip in across. Um, usually he plays really well for Liverpool, so I thought I'll put him in the team. And Liverpool are, are a tough team to beat, so I, I imagine it being another close year as well. So that's why I had to, I had to get a Liverpool player in there reluctantly. Um, <laughs> and then I've gone Cal Walker Peters. There's a lot of fullbacks in my defence. Cal Walker Peters. Uh, because for is it Southampton now? Yeah, Southampton. I'm sure that he's he's now like going to be the starter. So this season he should be the starter there. Um, so hopefully we we'll see a lot of game time from him. I've, I'm going based off like in my head game time. Um, and then Leicester, I've signed someone called Justin James Justin, and he's mm-hmm. apparently he's right footed. However, he's going to be played at left back to fill in the Ben Chilwell role. Apparently, don't quote me on that. However, I've put him in the team. New player, big risk. However, I'm going for it. And then I have Amate from Leicester as well. Um, 
And then the, the, these two pretty much just made up the numbers because there's was my last picks out of everyone. Uh, <laughs> it was Amate and uh, Douglas from Leeds, Barry Douglas. They, they, them two were just the cheapest I could find. <laughs> <laughs> I just threw them in at the last minute. I reckon, I assume you're allowed to put, obviously playtime is important because basically players get a point if they play up to 60 minutes and two points, I think, if they play more than 60 minutes. So game time does count. Uh, obviously to concede and then lose points as well. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I've gone for Alexander Arnold because, let's be honest, he's a points machine in fantasy football because he can take a free kick and he'll take the corners as well. So, apart from open play, uh, easily the best scoring defender, I think, last season. Uh, I've got Cody as well because I think Wolves, the, the other thing to look at is the fixture list. The Wolves have got us, of course, but I think a lot of their early fixtures are quite not too taxing, to be honest. So it might mm. be a good time to pick some Wolves players. Uh, now I'm only going to play three at the back. So again, yeah, this might be a weakest area. I've got Ben Mee in. Uh, now I can't play him. So there's two issues here. There's four teams aren't playing in week one. So in my team, I'll discuss in a bit, but in the team I've picked, there are no City United players. Or Aston Villa. Maybe I won't pick one anyway. Uh, but I can't put all four back in after week one. So I've got me, who can't play the first week, and hopefully can put him in after the first week. Uh, and I've got two looking at the kits. Uh, Sheffield United players, uh, Basham and Stevens. Though I'll probably take a further look at them. Uh, I think I cheap. can't pick a team for the first week then. I think hmm? it might be tricky for me. Because of, are you saying Burnley don't play that first weekend? No. Do Southampton uh, play that first weekend? Yeah, they do, yeah. So the four okay. teams are City United. Yeah. We had Aston Villa. I think yeah. United had Burnley. So those two aren't playing either. So for week one, do not put any players from those four teams in. Yeah, okay. <laughs> just about get away with that. I, I can just about get away with it as well. So, yeah. But I've still had to put some in 15, like Burnley players. I think I've got two because you can't just after week one. If you want, say, two City players, United player and a Burnley player, you can't make four transfers after week one. So you might have to just put some on the bench and then just use one transfer after week one you know, to bring in, well, I don't know, Kevin De Bruyne or someone like that. So, so the second elephant in the room is <laughs> United players. As Ace had messaged earlier, what's your... What's your thoughts on whether I know I've been in leagues and other message boards where no United players are allowed in the team, otherwise you get kicked out of the league. Uh, I'm assuming someone now refusing to have Liverpool players there either. Uh, Jordan, what do you think? Is that immature or a good policy? The fact is, if you take this seriously, then you can't really do a policy like that. If you're not that bothered, then fair enough. You can leave them out. So Yeah, that's true. And, uh, would you want United players in your team? Well, would you one... want Scousers in your team? I mean, I'm sorry, but the pair of you picked Trent Alexander-Arnold and he's got the most slappable face in the entire <laughs> Premier League. That's not how fancy football works, I I appreciate that's not how fancy football works, but that's how football works. Never mind the fantasy bit. Like, you know, being a supporter, no. There's no rags and there's no Scousers in my fantasy football team. I did it last year and I felt utterly utterly disgusting and I just I think that's one of the reasons that I stopped checking it because I had to go and look at yeah no I can't do that sorry boys well I won't be checking teams anyway so for anyone listening because I'm not going through 300 teams to see (laughs) kicking people out so you make your own moral judgments everyone as to who you want to put into your team so because I most certainly will not be going through them to check so uh, fair enough uh Right, well, I think we've covered the defence. <laughs> I mean, the other, the, the United player that stands out is Bruno Fernandes, because obviously, if a, a pigeon coos in Altrincham, he'll fall down in the penalty area in Old Trafford, so, <laughs> uh, and he'll take penalties and win a lot of them, so, yeah, if they get loads. But I think, I think. There's other midfielders, for the money that he costs, yeah. I think there's other midfielders who I think over an entire season will be more efficient than mm. him. I think there will be a lot of penalties, don't know. So I think penalty takers is something to take into consideration. Ooh, we'll see. Sneaky. I don't know. Anyway, onto the midfield then. Now, like any 
like a true Pep Guardiola team, this is where I think I'll be putting all my money uh, because of the, f- the bizarre way that the f- Fantasy Premier League, the Premier Fantasy League, <laughs> choose uh, where they allocate players. There are I some agree. very attacking players who are not midfielders by many stretch of the imagination who are in midfield and so will score heavily. So, you know, Aubameyang, Salah... Uh, son, I think. I think Raheem Sterling is midfield. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's just uh, there's a gold mine in there. But the question is, do you pick? Do you go obvious and pick the same as everyone else? And of course, how many big players do you have? Because your money will run out quickly. So Jordan, I'm going to start with you. What if you? What's your midfield five in your squad? Well, speaking of money running out quickly. Mine went out very, very fast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as I was like a kid in a, in a in a sweet shop with all these midfielders, and I was like straight away De Bruyne buzzing, get him in. Hmm. Um, and then went for Aubameyang because Aubameyang last season was mint, and I think he'll have another good year this year. Yeah. Um, which I, that that's another thing that you were just saying then that I found mad the fact that Aubameyang is in the midfielders. Um, it's mental that isn't it well, he's just yeah, not is he he's just not a midfielder should, um, and then, should say by the way they've got Fulham at home then West Ham away first two games lovely so I mean it's just screaming Obama Young in a way lovely yeah yeah um, but he's 12 million so it costs a lot yeah that's it he's really expensive and I think is, is, is De Bruyne 11 million or 12 million as well they're, they're both like two of the most expensive ones anyway um, then I went with Sterling another expensive player Um I'm actually excited for Sterling this year. I feel like post, uh, like the project restart since then, he was, um, he was really good shooting wise. I know mm. everyone will talk about the Leon miss, but he raised that and he, he was really good shooting wise and it, oh, it surprised me. So I'm hoping this year he can like take the shooting side of his game into his stride a bit. So hopefully he can get some goals. Well, he um, was 31 goals in all competitions, but. Virtually no assists, but if you're getting that many goals, it doesn't really matter, does it? So, and I think I had like was it three months where he didn't score. <laughs> well, That's it was crazy. three months where he was definitely underperforming, to put it that way, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. he virtually didn't score now, so and then, yeah, so I've got De Bruyne, Aubameyang, Sterling, I've got James Ward Prowse, mm. um, from Southampton because I'm pretty sure he played every single game last year, um, and I just think he's a solid player, so I, I reckon he'll, he'll be one of the grinders. He'll grind me some points. Hmm. And then uh, my other midfielder who's on the bench is McCarthy from Crystal Palace, James right. McCarthy. Okay. Uh, I'll just say, by the way, obviously, uh, goal scored by a midfielder gets more points than goal scored by a forward. Five instead of four, and six Ooh. if it's a defender. So by putting these players in midfield that are not really midfielders. That's that's how the points really, really mm. uh, stack up. Uh, goal, goal assist, three points. Uh, a clean sheet, by the way, for defender and keeper is four points. But even a clean sheet gets a midfielder a point as, as well. Lovely. Bizarrely. So Bamiyan can get a point for his side, get, for Arsenal getting a clean sheet when he's nowhere near his own goal for the whole match. <laughs> Brilliant. Sorry, Jordan, re- reel yes. off all five of your midfielders again. Uh, De Bruyne, Aubameyang, Sterling, James Ward-Prowse and James McCarthy. Right. Okay, cool. Be interesting yeah. to see who your three forwards are. Um, okay, Howard, my midfield, uh, I've got Douglas Louise. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, so first I'm going to go with the the three cheap ones, yeah? Yeah. That make the rest of the team workable. So I've gone with Douglas Louise, Ward-Prowse, and uh, Klaus Lundstrom from Sheffield United. <laughs> right. Uh, and then I've gone with, obviously, Obama Yang and Sterling as the kind of, as the two stat padders in midfield. Cool. Right, well, I've gone for Lundstrom as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he got 144 points last season. Uh, De Bruyne was clear on two five one, but that puts him, I think, two four six. Just outside the top ten, Lundstrom for five and a half million pounds. Uh, so, yeah, let's have a look at. See, even Trent, uh, yeah, only thirteen point seven percent of team owners have got him in the team, so not everyone's gone for it. Mm. Uh, I've got Aubameyang. Uh, look away now, or close your ears, Asa. <laughs> hey, I've got Salah. Because <laughs> if you are going to pick one of Salah and Mane, again, Salah takes penalties. And if I, th- I think Mane was probably the better player last season, but Salah still racks up the, the points 
and even when he looks in a mood and isn't is firing wildly at times. Uh, Suchek of West Ham, I think the team are an absolute shambles, but he really did impress me at the tail end of last season. I think there's goals in him. Interesting. And just going off someone that I don't know about, really, Pereira at West Brom is supposed to be their star you know, attacking player. How much did you get him for? Six million. <gasps> you know what? I might be... Uh... I might be uh, I might be finding a way to make that happen because he's a baller. I like him a lot. And again, only four point two percent of teams owners. Yeah, I can definitely make that work. I just I can need make to, that work. I just need to. Uh, in mm. fact, you know what? It goes without saying that he's gonna he's gonna get more goals than Ward Prowse. So I'm uh, I might have to uh, I might have to swap Ward Prowse for. Uh, in fact, I'm doing that right now as we speak. Please continue, Howard. <laughs> <No>. I, uh, <laughs> uh, now, obviously. Kevin, well, not obviously, but it's obvious to me. Kevin De Bruyne and or Sterling is going into that midfield once week one's over. So I'm going to have to do some real jiggling about after that because, well, I assume I'll take Salah out, I think, uh, because they, after Leeds, do have Chelsea and Arsenal, I think. Uh, but, you know, if you look at fixtures, I think you can go to, if you look into fixtures too much, to be honest, Salah might score three against those two and not score the two games after. So, but might be a good time to set Liverpool players out if you're having them in your squad because of the tougher game. So we will see. Right. Well, as Asan does <laughs> changes his team. You know life. what? I've just made a little bit of a, a miscalculation here because actually I had some money left over. So I've got a dilemma that I'm going to throw to both of you and you can help me make a big call. And the big call is this. So currently I can either take Pereira or I've got enough dough to take Grealish, Traore from Wolves or Zaha, right? So all three of those at seven are also doable. Yeah. Well, Zaha, I think is going to move, but I don't know when or where he will move. It surprised me Zaha stays there because he, he's very open about wanting to leave. But if um, he moves... But where does he go? He could yeah. go to another English side and be worth more, but he might go abroad. So Do you he really might think take Zaha a punt on him. Abroad? Do you think Zaha Oh, no, abroad? probably not. But I don't know who's going to buy him then. Well, here's, yeah, so this is my thing. I think with Zaha, the reason that I'll probably not pick him is because... I don't rate Palace at all, yeah? Mm, yeah. Um, And on top of that, I feel that if he moves, he'll move to a club in England where he'll play less. Um, So he'll kind of end up being an expensive bench warmer for me. In midfield, all these guys need to play a lot to get into my team. Um, So I think I've ruled him out. So it's Grealish Traore, or I go for for Pereira, and then... uh, and well, then, fa- go on. Grealish won't play week one, so Traore is the one that stands out for me. But- okay, but I'm still looking for Pereira. I can't find him. Why can't I find him? <laughs> What's he valued at? Six million. Hmm. So anyway, talk amongst yourselves, because this is fantastic podcasting. Well, I'm listeners. just saying no one's put... The, the thing about Zaha is if he is moving, I don't I don't like playing players who have just moved clubs, because I'm always of the opinion that they won't, they'll sit on the bench for a week. Mm. At least, so no yeah. one's put any. Did any, no one put a Chelsea player in the field? Did they? No. Which is interesting because there's obviously plenty to choose from there. They're catered out now, aren't they? they? Yeah. I, I I think I think the Chelsea rebuild that they're going on is one of the most exciting things I've seen in a long time. Like I think their season this year is is going to be really good for them. It's like, let's have a go to one way or the other, where the team gels really well together. Or it'll take a few years to get all used to each other. But with the players that they're getting, it's like, it reminds me of City when we went like back in 2010, when we were signing loads of players. Mm. Yeah. I still don't, I have my doubts if Lampard can organize a defense or organize a system as well that, you know, links the two, but they will score goals. So I'd have no hesitation once the season's underway, picking, I've got one in attack, a Chelsea player. Uh, it's a bit of a city thing there as well. Dilemma: Do you know on any match day who he's going to pick? Because he's got so many choices there now that there's no obvious starters. I still think someone like Pulisic will be probably more likely to start in the early weeks over the newer players. But yeah, we'll see. And I still 
I'm not quite content yet to pick defenders, Chelsea defenders. Yeah. I don't know, George, I, I, what do you I, I, think? I'm, Someone I'm, like Chilwell, would you put him in? I'm with you on that. I'm not sure how the Chelsea defence is going to work and how uh, how Frank's going to make them operate. So I'm not... Like, obviously, they're very forward heavy at the moment. Mm. I think the defence is the side of it that has to prove itself. Um because we know all the attacking players are really good. I, I think Pulisic is really good. I really rate him. Um, but yeah, defense-wise, I'm not sure. That's why I've I've kind of swerved, swerved picking any Chelsea players because I know that it's either going to be a leaky defense and they'll have to fix it, or they'll be solid. Yeah. Mm. Well, Grealish, by the way, is only seven million, so that's it's not a bad price to consider. Again, he was he was just about tenth-ish, I think, just in midfield point scorers last season. Do you think so, he'll have as influential a season yeah. if he stays at Villa? Yeah, I think so. I think I don't know who's have they signed many players? They haven't and I'm 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 wondering whether unless they go out and do some business, I'm wondering what like so that's why basically why I, why I picked Douglas Louise because my gut feeling was that Douglas Louise the way that he came out of lockdown and the way that he played in that final two months, it really felt like he's actually the key player for how Villa perform. Um, certainly was after lockdown. And I thought that's kind of why I chose him because I wonder whether Grealish might go a little bit off the boil if he doesn't get his move. But then I could be wrong. He could, you know, kick on again. Yeah. I've just noted Ben B's got a thigh injury. So my squad's gone out the window already. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, right, shall we move on to the attackers then? So there's three spots in attack. Uh, yeah, I mean, just as for midfield again, I mean, just, yeah, it's weird. Uh, there's so much choice there that I think, I don't think any one player is going to be picked by virtually everyone. So I don't know. Do you, does it matter to you, Asan, if, you know, if 70% of these three million players have got one player, is it worth picking that player or do you feel you'll lose out if you don't? So, I don't think I've got that deep into the kind of strategy of of the point scoring to think, well, I'm not going to pick a player because he's very popular and if he scores a lot of points, well, all, all my rivals will get the points as well. I think it's more about having a balance of For me, it's about having a balance of points across the fantasy team. So looking at my goalkeepers and my defence and going, there's clean sheets in that. Looking at the midfield, I, actually, I almost feel as though the way that they've divvied up the players you've almost got to look at your midfield and be sure that you've got two big goal scorers in there every weekend, even more so than in the uh, in the front three. Yeah, fair enough. All right, let's move on to the attackers then, Ace, and I'll stick with you. Uh, which three have you gone for? So I'll go from cheapest to most expensive. First one is uh, Rodrigo at Leeds, yeah. um, because I think at six points or six million or however they, whatever the the denomination is I think that's really great value I think that he will end up getting in that team ahead of Bamford and the other forwards that they've got uh, I think he's got pedigree I think he's experienced I think he's old enough to come into the Premier League and actually not need four months five months to to find his feet I think the Bielsa way of playing will suit him so yeah just feels like a great shout yeah. um, it's got second to one Bamford surely I would think. Sorry? I think he'll be ahead of Bamford, at least. Yeah, me does, too. Yeah. Um, Liverpool away first, though, but yeah. For, so for Leeds? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid of the Scousers in the way that other people fear the Scousers. I look at somebody <laughs> like Bielsa and I go, Bielsa will have his team ready for that game. Mm. It's that simple. And... We will know at the end of that game what sort of level Leeds are coming into the Premier League with. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm totally okay with that. Uh, second one is uh, Calvert Lewin because mm. I think again, you know, at seven he's pretty good value. Yeah, uh, I, I know that. Like I, I tried not to look too too much into how many points the the person got the previous season because that's also a little bit of red herring sometimes, but I think that he, he had very good numbers. 126 um, points anyway. So. Yeah. Which and is I, more I just, than someone like Lacazette and exactly. only six behind Sergio Aguero. 
It was promised a, a lot this season, yeah. Promised a lot of games. But I just think, I think Calvert-Lewin at Everton, with the business that they're doing, I'm interested. It feels like the kind of player who Ancelotti could get more out of, who could improve. Like, so for example, yeah, if I've got a straight choice between Sammy Abraham and Calvert-Lewin, for some reason, I'm picking Calvert-Lewin every mm. time. Something about Tammy Abraham that I'm not convinced by. Okay. I think as and well then, with that, that Tammy Abraham, uh, especially with, with uh, Chelsea signing Timo Werner. Exactly. Um, and they've still got Giroud. So it's looking like for that, he's going to fall down the pecking order there. Yeah. Whereas Calvert-Lewin, I feel like he's a name state Everton. He's always, you just know he's, he plays games. Yeah. And you know that, you know, the manager that likes him. Yeah. Yeah, Manchester exactly. You, you know, the manager likes him. So just feels like really, Steady, steady business. Mm-hmm. And then I've gone with Jimenez as my uh, yeah. as my third one. Did because, look at him a lot, <laughs> hovering okay. over him for quite a long time, yeah. Well, so the thing for me was I was looking at Obama, Yang and Raz, right, in the midfield, and I was trying to decide whether that value would be better spent in the front three, and I decided that it wouldn't be. Because I look at Obama, Yang and Raz's goal-scoring record, not just over the last 12 months, but over the last two years and look at how important they are for their teams and for their managers. And I just go, nah, like I'd rather have those two in my team because they're just guaranteed goals. And then if you look at the, I feel personally as though if I look at the three that I've chosen for, for my three forwards, I expect all three of them to get more than 10 Premier League goals over the course of the season. And actually, I'm looking at Jimenez and I'm looking at Calvert-Lewin and I'm going, you can have, you can even do better than that. Do you know what I mean? So I I feel as though in terms of value, that's, that's pretty good. Have you got one left or have you said them all? No, that's it. Rodrigo, Calvert-Lewin and Jimenez. Jimenez, yeah, of course. Uh, Jordan, your three? Uh, Yeah, so I'll follow suit with Ace and starting from the cheapest. Uh, Again, I think I feel like this is a, a common theme throughout my team. He's just plugging holes where the money allows it. Um, <laughs> this guy who was four and a half mil, um, Keenan Davis from Aston Villa. I've never, I don't think I've ever heard of him, ever seen anything from him. He's going to warm my bench. It's promising. Um, <laughs> and I hope I don't have to use him. <laughs> uh, when it comes to using him, I've swapped him out for someone else and been a bit more smart about it. Um, but yeah, I've got a, I've gone with him. To just sit on that, sit on the bench, and then uh, next up is Mitrovic, who obviously from Fulham, uh, he costs six mil. Uh, I feel like Mitrovic gets gets goals. The only issue is he also gets red cards. That's that's what I remember from him. He just gets a lot of red cards, and he has he has a big attitude problem. Um, But I threw him into team because he's a bit of a brute, and then. then lastly is the man Aguero. Hopefully Aguero can have a fit season. Um, I think I did well getting, I think I did well getting into the team. I've got some big names in my team. I've got Aubameyang, De Bruyne, Sterling and Aguero in the same The team. fact that you managed to get a uh, corn up front uh, is impressive uh, until you look at your two other forwards and you go, neither, <laughs> neither, neither of those lads are scoring any goals. So if anything happens to Aguero, yeah. if, he's, if his meniscus injury hasn't cleared up, you're going to take some hits, lad. Hey, I'm, I'm relying on my midfield. I like Pep. Just relying on the midfield all the time. <laughs> well, look, with, with, with Obama, Yang, Raz and KDB in there, that's going to be a touch wood. That's going to be a weekly goals and assists bonanza. Yeah, yeah hopefully. Well, well, you've not heard of one of your own players that is quite worrying. But uh, ten and a half million Aguero, so uh, yeah, not bad. I think they go up to I don't know. I think the midfielders cost are the most expensive because mm. like twelve million is the max I think for Salah, Aubameyang, uh, and Kevin De Bruyne and Sterling are both eleven and a half. So, but remember, Aguero won't, definitely won't be playing this weekend, Jordan. Yeah. So. so I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Week one, I'm out. Uh, right. I've gone for Mitrovic, but I was listening to uh, Julian Luan this morning, friend of the uh, recent guest. And apparently, he was appalling for. Is he Serbia the other night? Is he Serbian, Mitrovic? Don't know. I mean, he is the head of their. He's got to be the head of their goal story, I think if he plays, he'll get the most goals. He's the focus point of Fulham, as far as I'm aware. Uh, but I think I will change it to Rodrigo. Uh, 
Which Are is they what the same he, price? Which is what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. So he went for Rodrigo as well. Uh, it's the there's a podcast on this side, you know, on the fantasy Premier League with James Richardson. Uh, right. Okay. Mitrovic, I don't know. Uh, next, he can't play this weekend, but Wood at Burnley, just a solid choice. Really, he's only six and a half million. He will surely play. Got 136 points last season. So again, just hangs around tenth place of highest point scorers for forwards. So pretty solid for me. And of the last one, finally a Chelsea player. I've gone for Werner. Who's nine and a half million because I think he will go in. I think of all the new signings, he's the most likely to. He'll be picked for the first game, I think. I agree. And I agree. he'll get goals. So, yeah. Yeah. I just, think he'll hit the ground running as well. Yeah. Me too. Uh, my issue is obviously after week one, I've got to get Sterling, Kevin De Bruyne, all, and all Aguero in. So I don't know how to do that. <laughs> Someone big will have to go Salah. So I might change Salah and Werner for Aguero and Kevin De Bruyne. But you know, this is my one that with the first week uh, in mind. So uh, that's the whole squad. You, you just made me think actually about uh, captain vice captain wise because I've currently got De Bruyne as my captain. However, he's not going to play this week. No. So I need to select someone else. Yeah, so those that don't know, uh, captains get double points. So pick wisely. And again, if you've got a Bamiang in, for me, I've made him captain for the first game. So don't know. Just Obviously, your captain is whoever you think will score the most points that week. Uh, just click on the shirt in your transfer section and you can just make captain as one of the options. So, yeah, do pick someone who's playing. That <laughs> would be my tip. Uh, just quickly, we'll, we'll look at City, but just uh, for those that aren't, you know, deep into this or experts, you do get some chips as well during the season. So there's one called a bench boost. I think you only get one a season. Uh, bench boost means that that week everyone scores points in your squad, so including the bench and your first eleven. Uh, you can get to use a triple captain, so it gets triple points that week instead of double. Uh, there's a free hit chip, which means unlimited transfers that week without getting. Penalised. So basically, any week you can make one transfer. If you don't make one that week, you can do two the week after, but you can never carry over more than one. And if you make more than one, you get penalised four points for every transfer. So a lot of people will take the hit because it just it's worth it. If they mm. think they'll make the points up. And there's a wild card. Two, all transfers are free again. You get two in a season, but I think you have to use the first one in the first half and the second one in the second half of the season. So there's little things you can do there to get bonus points and stuff. And I think players of the week that they get extra points as well. They work out who the best players on a pitch are in the games and they get the odd bonus point here and there. Uh, but you don't have any say over that. Uh, I thought we'd finish off then just by looking at City themselves. So, Asan, the dilemma with choosing City players is, of course, that... We've spent a year failing to predict his lineups week after week after week. <laughs> Is it just too risky picking a lot of this t- squad? Or Definitely. Are there I certain don't... players who you know will? Uh, let's just talk first. Uh, Laporte and Mares are asymptomatic from whenever they were uh, tested positive for coronavirus. The isolation is 10 days, so... I think they're both fully available for the Wolves game. Mm. Uh, but generally away from that, I think Laporte will walk back in. He may not pick Mahrez for that reason. Uh, but Laporte should have plenty of time to get fit for that game. Uh, otherwise, uh, what's your tactics for City players? Is it is it a risky game? Yes. So basically, the way that I've kind of looked at City over the last few years in fantasy football, certainly in the, in the Guardiola years, and it's become more established as the years have gone on, <laughs> is that I think, that, like you said, there's very few untouchables. So I think Edison, Laporte, Sterling, De Bruyne are pretty much the only players. Maybe Walker. Obviously, I've picked him, so I'll I'll throw Walker in there. But they're the only players where you kind of look at their position and you go, yeah, you'll just play every week. Like every everybody else is rotatable. Aguero is rotatable. Gundo is rotatable. Rodri is rotatable. Fernandinho is rotatable. <laughs> Mendy is rotatable. <laughs> I mean, it just goes, Bernardo Silva barely kicked a ball second half of last season. 
Mares easily rotatable. I think the fact the emergence of Phil Foden and the fact that he can play in so many positions has made it even more complicated from a fantasy football point of view because Phil is like that wild card that Pep can throw into anybody's position in any game. So I think it I think it makes little sense. And I think the other thing is that if you look at from a purely statistical and numbers point of view, you look at Edison for the clean sheets, and then you look at Raz, KDB, and maybe Aguero for for pure numbers. Uh, But that's really about it if you're looking at getting big numbers out the City squad. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm I'm not, I don't think that having Bernardo, Mares, Gabby Jesus, yeah, I don't think having guys like that in the squad is that smart. Even Gundo and Rodri, I don't know, you know, I don't know. I think it's going to be too, I think it's going to be too difficult to predict mm. when they're going to play. It'd be easy to predict if certain players are injured, of course. So, of course. You know, a Gundo and injury. I think Rodri obviously becomes a very, I think Rodri will start the season. Uh, mm. I think you'll trust him to have moved on a bit. Uh, Edison obviously did get the Golden Gloves award last season. Yeah. Uh, over Pope, but scored fewer points than Pope because there were obviously some, <laughs> I don't know, uh, some games where he conceded quite a few goals. So uh, it, it, it yeah. was wild that he won that. I, yeah. I remember towards the end of the season, I remember the last few games, I remember looking at it um, in our chat and people saying, oh, Edison can win the Golden Glove. And I was like, what? How is that even possible? Look where we are. Look at our defence. Mm, but there was and, so and many. he ended up winning it. Yeah, but there's so many five nils as well amongst the defeats, isn't there? Four nils and you know, there's a lot of times where teams didn't get near our goal that much and then there's a lot of games where yeah, you, it doesn't tell the full story of the Golden Gloves because it was such a strange season where City were either totally on top or really struggling. Uh, I mean, yeah, just picking City teams, it shows Jesus got more points than Aguero last season but, you know, Aguero we can say he might be have no injuries next season, but it has followed him through his career quite a lot. And obviously De Bruyne was highest scoring, but Sterling was next. But Mahrez mm. did quite well in third, third highest point scorer across the squad. Uh, in defence, Walker was the highest scorer. And then, oh, was he really? And second, who's second then? Asan, quiz time. Who's second in the who was, back? Who got the most fan, who got the second high as defenders for City? Which defender got the second highest number of points in fantasy football last week? Oh god. This season. Um Otamendi. It was Otamendi, yeah. yeah. Was it? No yeah. way. Yeah, I, yeah. The, to be fair, he played like fifty games. Yeah, he, he played a he played a lot more than I remember him playing because I wiped a lot of performances from my memory. Yeah. <laughs> well the points are spread, you know, because yeah. so many played. A few games, if you know what I mean, but without yeah. playing the whole season. So, uh, Jordan, what about you? Are you are you worried about? You know, are you cautious about picking City players? Yeah, of course. I'm with Ace on that. It's a uh, it's hit and miss picking like players like Jesus, Bernardo, and that because you just know that they're going to be rotated throughout the uh, throughout the side throughout the year. So you never guarantee that they're going to start. But I, I've I've got De Bruyne still in Aguero, and I feel like even even Aguero. That's 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 a dodgy one because of his injuries. Uh, I think De Bruyne is still only the two, only two like, obviously City players that left, but they're for me they're set on. And then the other one is Walker because Walker had a fantastic year last year, um, and it's going to be hard again for Cancelo to keep Walker out the side. So I just think it's it's hard because uh, there'll be a lot of people looking at the players like Jesus and stuff, thinking, "Oh, they'll have a great year," but. They might not play these weeks. You and just don't know exactly. And, like, and it's if they don't play, who have you got on your bench? Like, look at me. If if Aguero doesn't play, I'm done. I'm already. I'm, I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already done out here. So, so I, I'm banking on these players starting. And there'd be a lot of players in the same position as me that just go all out for players like that. But that's that's the issue when you're picking a city side. I mean, it's it's a compliment to our team, really, how strong we are. Completely agree. Yeah, completely agree. Dad did moan the whole season that he changes the team too much, but yeah. I, mean, I think it's yeah. really. I I would I would argue that for me that's more about the back six. I've I've always felt that you know the kind of or the back five as in the back four and then that Rodri position, that number six position. I think that you know I'd prefer to see a little bit of stability mm. uh, in those areas of the pitch. I understand why with the attacking talent that we've got that he rotates a lot and I, as frustrating as it is at, 
at times. I think there is a consistency. We have to acknowledge the fact that Raz plays almost every minute. KDB plays almost every minute that he's available. It's very rare that Aguero gets dropped when he's fit. It's really just that what I believe has become the problematic right-hand side of the uh, of the front three where Bernardo didn't do enough last season. Mares, some people argue he did, some people argue he didn't, but then in the end, post-lockdown, Foden's the one who plays the most games there. So, you know, makes it a bit tricky. For me, the fluidity of our attack is exciting and yep. dangerous for other teams because it's hard for the teams to Prepare. predict how we're going to play against them when we've got so many options to play. And mm. it's hard for them to predict who we're going to play there. But like you say, the back six, like the four at the back and um, but yeah, the Rodder roll, I feel like that, that all of that needs consistency. And I feel like if we if we do get another centre-back in, if we get, obviously now we've got Aki in, hopefully we can start seeing some consistency throughout the year. I think that Pep was kind of looking for that throughout the year, but then obviously mistakes from everyone yeah. made it difficult for him. Uh, Ake, five and a half million. Torres, seven. Are you tempted by either of those two, Asa? I think, I think Ferran is somebody who will end up in my team in about two months' time yeah. because yeah. I think yeah. that it'll probably be... I think before Christmas, he gets a big game. So what I mean by that is, if I remember correctly, Leroy's big breakout game was Arsenal uh, home or away the year that he joined, but it was winter time. Like it took a little minute for him to get involved and then he got a big game and he put in a big performance and it felt like he never looked back from that moment. Um, and I think we'll have a similar situation with Ferran. I actually, you know, maybe this will come and bite me on the bum, but I actually believe that he, him and Raz are going to make it really hard for Mares and Bernardo. Um, certainly in those wide positions. But I do think that Pep will start the season with what he knows. I think that it will take a couple of months, as I say. So he's one that I will definitely come back to. And if we ignore the events of this week, is Phil Foden at 6.5 million, the steal of the squad? It's unbelievable. If he hadn't have done this, right, he'd have been the first name that, that would have gone into my fantasy team. But I don't know what punishment is coming mm. for him. And so, therefore, I'm not doing it until I know what Pep does with him. And still, any midfielder, you know, anyone in that position that plays those positions wide or in middle, he's still, even if the form's good. I mean, it's going to be carnage this season, let's be honest. He'll still... If Pep's not bothered about what happened in Iceland, if he's fit and in form, he still won't play every game. But then we can probably say that about just about everyone because it's a squeed season. I mean, mm. we've got the Carabao Cup in a couple of Yeah, weeks. but you know what? I'll say something. So, for example, like uh, I look at my midfield and I go, I've got Lundstrom and Pereira in there, right, at 5.5 and 6. And you're telling me Foden is 6.5. Mm. Yeah. So, for me, I think Foden will have way more points than those two put together over the season, even if he's going to be rotated. So that's the thing with Phil that like, you know, he just needs to get past this, whatever this is that's happened. And we need to see what the club punishment is, if there is indeed any. And if there isn't, I predict that Phil will play very quickly and play a lot. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to dig down, the only other thing point I've got to make, I think, tips-wise, obviously, is just just check your team late in the week because uh, this site does tell you, as I've just noticed, that Mee's actually injured. I wouldn't know that otherwise. I have no idea whether Ben Mee's injured or not. Uh, so it's good that the site tells you, of course. Uh, check late in the week, especially as, obviously, the transfer window goes to October the 5th. So I think a lot of people are going to be making a lot of changes in the mm. next couple of months. It's going to be carnage for a lot of rotation but if you want to really dig down I think what someone like Wolves attracts me because they're not in Europe so less of a burden on them uh, it might see more stability in the team it might help them with results who knows so it might put another Wolves player in I think they're worth putting a couple of them in uh, otherwise yeah we will see there's obviously plenty there's updating to be done as City only have one goalkeeper as you said so yeah <laughs> uh, I expect yeah, City see. to have one, if not two, new players in their squad by the time the transfer window closes. Two, I think also, just right across the Premier League, there'll be a lot of business done. Yeah. Yeah, there will, yeah. It's yeah, got I'm a long that. way to go, so. Mm. Right, I think we've covered everything. Quite impressed with our squads. I think there are 
just by talking about it, I think I'm going to make at least two changes. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I made yeah. one mid pod, mate. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, shall I be honest with you? I made two changes mid pod. So I brought Pereira in, and I also brought Calvert Lewin in because I realised that I had a little bit of extra funds, and so my uh, my third forward was uh, Jay Rodriguez from Burnley. And I managed to get rid of him and get Calvert-Lewin in, which I think Rodrigo, Calvert-Lewin and Jimenez, I, I trust those three to bring me uh, bring me points and goals. Mm. And just one final thing. Did anyone pick a Leicester City player? Uh, yeah, I picked two. Two? <laughs> Were they in defence? Basically, I've been thinking about them. They've got a kind fixture list. And Vardy's quite expensive, but, you know, he's the... I'm wondering about Iheanacho's getting game time now. He's only six million. But I just I saw, I wonder, I just wonder, Brendan Rodgers' effects, if this, that capitulation last season, it's going to carry way into this season. Or exactly. They'll be back on form or not. So I just don't know whether to pick any of their players or not. So. I'm, I'm a little bit like, my, my feeling is that Vardy's too expensive. Mm, he is, um, yeah. And... If I look through the rest of that squad, I think under Rogers, they're just not that solid. So, yeah. you know, they've, they've always got a goal in them going the other way, which makes none of the defenders really great value. Um, and the one that I would pick would be the right back. But I think that he's coming off a super bad injury. So, Oh, yeah, he is, yeah. I, I don't even know if he's he is. He's not back fit. yet, I don't think. Right, so there you go. What's so, his name? Not Pereira as well, is yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's Pereira. I'm sure at the end of last season, he was not at the time looking like he was going to make the next season. Interesting. Okay. But I don't know. That was a long time ago. And the next season was probably August at that point, not September. So who knows? But yeah, <laughs> bad injury is probably best to avoid for now. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think Vardy, I don't, the stats may not back me up, but I do feel he, he feels like a purple patch player. So if he, if he scores in a couple of games, I might then put him in. Because I think he'll just keep scoring mm. and then not score for a long time. But at some point he will show his age. You just never know when it will be. So, uh, right, I think that's everything. Yeah. Howard, no tips, Asan. Yeah, yeah, go on. So. Well, can we have a rule? And you'll be like, "Fuck off, Asan. That's a shit rule." But I'm going to be <laughs> like, "No, I think this would be a fair rule." I think that at the end of the season, right? How do I say this? How do we do it to make it simpler? Basically, what I'm saying, what I want to say is that if you pick United and Liverpool players, you lose 10 points at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah? Because there has to be some, something has to be given to those of us, yeah, who avoid the scousers and the rags but in their... In you, their know, how, you know how you can get around that? Right? You'll just take them out the week before or something, so... Ah, uh, yeah. Fair point. It's hard. Unless it's you go off starting squads. Yeah. No, you're right. It's going to be tricky to uh, to administer that. Well, anyway, you know what? Anybody who doesn't pick a United player or, or a Liverpool player, just be proud of yourself. Be cool as. <laughs> properly cool as. You know yeah. what I'm talking let, about. Let everyone's own conscience deal with uh, their decision-making in this and whether they can sleep at night. I just couldn't do it, man. I did it last season, and I think that, as I say, I think that's why I gave up on it, because I just every time I opened it, saw all those... Just I think I had, like, Trent and Mane at one point, and I just opened it up and looked at it and just felt a bit queasy and never opened it again. <laughs> well, it's that, it's that collision between how your conscience and how competitive you are, because... I would guess you cannot win this. Even let's say three hundred take part in you know this in our league. Well, there's about three point two million, I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, overall on the the site at the moment. But within our league of three hundred, I'm pretty sure you could not win, come top with just by ignoring those two teams' players. Really? I mean, it's, yeah, you just. I think you're taking too many high scorers. You know, you're removing the possibility of too many high scorers. United, it's probably easier, but Liverpool will. There are too many players that pick up points. Uh, I'm sure it's possible, but you're you're putting yourself at disadvantage, obviously. Obviously, I'm at a disadvantage. I accept that, but be, <laughs> yeah, uh, but you're happy with it. Yeah, yeah I can take it. Conscience is clear. Yeah, he said, "I'll go and win it now." We know Liverpool. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, also, yeah. really quickly, uh, so Villa have just signed uh, Ollie Watkins from Brentford. 
um, who I think is a really good player, actually. It'd be interesting to see how he does in the Premier League. I kind of looked at that Brentford, uh, certainly the attacking side of that Brentford team last season. There's a few players who I felt like could do it at Premier Premier League level. Um, I'm sure there'll be championship watchers who'll tell me that I'm crazy. But uh, yeah, it will be interesting to see how he does. Cool. Well, I think we've covered everything then. Yeah. Nothing else to add? There was something else I wanted to add, but now it completely escapes me, so we'll just pretend like I've got nothing else to add. <laughs> All right. You'll wake up at 3 a.m. and just, oh, that was send it. you a WhatsApp. Send you a WhatsApp. <laughs> I remembered that thing that I wanted to say yeah. on the podcast. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, Sam, for coming on anyway. Uh, absolute pleasure, mate. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, thanks for coming on. No worries, mate. We'll, we'll send you back to your. <laughs> send me back. Send me back. Send you day back job at City Extra. <laughs> yeah, yeah making it sound like you're going across no man's land back to the enemy or something. I know. <laughs> With uh, inside information. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget, yeah, if you listened to this, enjoyed it. Don't forget to join one or both of the fancy football leagues winning this season. Uh, the codes for them are on our Twitter feed and will be retweeted to death, no doubt, in the next few days. I uh, hope you can all join. There'll be regular updates, I promise you. I'm in charge, so I've got to do it. Uh, prizes, and it should be good fun. So thanks for listening. Take care. And as always, Asan. Up the blues!